Hello and welcome to Bleacher Athlete. I'm Emron. I am the host and producer. And Bleacher Athlete is a show for sports fans and general viewers alike who are captivated by storytelling from the world of sports with beats and sounds of the game. And many times we take a trip into the past or the future and see how that has or will impact the sports world. So in this episode, we are starting in the year 2023. Hello everyone, welcome to Football Talk on Sky Sports. And after an adventurous first season of European Premier League, which no one ever saw happening, we finally have a match day set for the Championship. It was a gruelling playoff series for both the East and West Conferences. In the quarterfinals, first place FC Bayern Munich beat third place Juventus from the East to take them through to the finals. And from the West, second place PSG beat first place Liverpool FC to set up a match that will hopefully be one of the greatest games ever played. So, join us on June 3rd, 2023, when a historic match between PSG and Bayern Munich will take place in Barcelona, Spain, for what will be the final season for both Lionel Messi and Robert Lewandowski for their respected clubs, before they both head to play in Major League Soccer in America. We have our special guests Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp here to break down this match right after this short break. So that's what the future might look like in the year 2023. But today we're talking about if European top clubs are too big and will that make it boring to watch. And today's guest speaker Ryan Holland will break this down for us. I don't know what to say really. Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Either we heal as a team or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. Unpredictability, jeopardy, drama. They are the spice of life, right? And how you react to that uncertainty is the test and the entertainment. Released in 1999, Any Given Sunday is not just a film about American sports, It is the defining concept of American sports built in and refreshed competitive balance. Every year, a third of the teams in the major sports in Canada and the United States starts the season thinking they have a shot, while the rest will be thinking we could beat them if we play our cards right. How many Premier League teams will turn up to pre-season training thinking they can win the title? How many of the rest will believe they could be in that happy place in a summer or two? in the Bundesliga, La Liga, or Serie A. Over the past 20 years, six different clubs have won the Premier League compared to 13 different MLB World Series champions. Five teams have won the Bundesliga, but there have been nine different NBA champions. Four teams have won La Liga, while 12 have lifted the Stanley Cup. There have been four different Super A winners, a dozen Super Bowl champions since Super Bowl 35. Every one of those five European Football League 
had fewer different winners over the last 20 years than they had during the previous 20 years. It is a similar story for the continent's biggest prize, the Champions League. There was 15 different winners between 1980 and 1999, but just 9 clubs reached the pinnacle of European football over the next 20 seasons. The latest UEFA club benchmarking report once again flagged up European football's polarization with a big 5 leagues generating 75% of income and the top 30 clubs being responsible for half of the total. These clubs also account for most of the wage growth, transfer income and transfer spent. FC Proto is the only team not from the big 5 league to win the Champions League in the last two decades. Five different teams from the Dutch, Portuguese, Romanian and Yugoslav leagues lifted the trophy in the 1980s and 90s. Like his predecessor, Michael Platini, before him Alexander Zeferin said, the report highlights a number of threats to continue European football stability with globalization-fueled revenue polarization top of the list. Spotting the issue has never been a problem for UEFA. Doing something about it, on the other hand, has always been a problem. UEFA isn't the only institution that identified this trend. In its latest Football Money League report, Deloitte noted that all of the clubs in the knockout stages of the last season's Champions League were from the big five leagues. The clubs in Deloitte's rich list are also exclusively from these big five leagues. It is also apparent that the largest revenue generating clubs pull away Barcelona top of the pile and more than four times as much as 20th place Napoli. These gaps have not just opened up an esoteric rankings like Deloitte's list. They are growing in domestic leagues too. Barcelona now earns six times as much money as Spain's fifth richest club, Sevilla. It is a similar story in France and Germany. The financial gaps are tighter in England with its big six and Italy, where Juventus have won nine in a row. But they are stretching too. So, are the big clubs too big? Could football get boring? For European leagues, the organization representing the interest of the professional leagues and 29 countries? The answer appears to be yes. According to their managing director, financial and supporting polarization is growing and competitive balance is decreasing in both international and domestic competitions. We can't run the risk to kill the dreams and the passion of fans if we want a prosperous football in the future. Jacques told The Athletic that the vast majority of professional football in Europe is played in domestic competitions which use their position to benefit football, society and the economy. The goal should be to focus on reducing polarization and improve competitive balance. That competitive balance matters, especially in long term, is underlined when looking at the different broadcasting deals in Europe. The more competitive Premier League always got much bigger deals than the leagues in Germany, Spain and Italy. As noted by another expert Dr. Rob Wilson from Sheffield Hallam University suggests the regulatory North American model drives competitive balance and provides a stronger model in the long-term salary caps and unequal TV distribution could be used to enhance things for European football as well. But there is also a different point of view, that yes, the big clubs are getting bigger, but they haven't gotten too big so that we would get bored and start watching something else. There are at least two arguments for that. 
If the trend to bigger clubs leads to the bottom of the market, why has the fan demand for men's football grown over the same period? Research shows that fans are interested in big clubs with star players in addition to competitive balance or intensity. And there are still examples of surprising outcomes when Osuna beat Barcelona recently. Oh, and I expect Real Madrid for one of the Champions League in 2019. Leicester winning the Premier League in 2016 comes to mind, according to broadcasting analyst Julian Aquilina from Anders Analysis. There is little evidence that the fans are switching off because they know how the story ends. It is likely that the fans simply want to see the best players. It's a bonus if they are evenly distributed between teams. How people follow football is changing. But any decline in audience is probably more attributable to the increasing cost of subscriptions and competition from other media for people's time, not to the waning interest in the game. So there is little evidence that polarization is a problem yet. The key question is whether we will reach a point where upsets will not happen anymore. And if so, what would be the impact on football as we know it? Maybe the feeling about the growing concentration of attention, money and success in European football depends on your age. Traditionally, think about the way football used to be when it was more of a cultural social institution. But the younger you are, the less you care about competitive balance and in fact, there is a growing demand. The US model is based on a completely different talent distribution system with the draft. And on top of that, regulations like hard salary caps. Financial fair play is an attempt at a hybrid system, but it hasn't really worked. If football tried to engineer greater competition, it would have to be European-wide or the best players would just migrate to wherever the free market still reigned. A quote from Dr. Alexander Bond from Leeds back at university. The majority of fans seems to be okay with the status quo. There is a minority, the so-called hipster fan, who have gravitated towards anti-capitalistic clubs like Dulwich Hamlet FC or at FC St. Paul. But society in general has shifted towards a more capitalist and hyper-commercialized approach to entertainment. But there is one thing that smaller clubs can offer that big clubs often don't have a bond that has been made during testing times. Being the underdog can be much more relatable still offer common dreams for fans to chase after, for example, the promotion to a higher league. Perhaps that is the reason why fans have not switched off. European football provides more opportunities for relative success, be it European qualification, a cup run, climbing up the pyramid, or avoiding relegation compared to North America's just-win-baby ethos. The key word is relevant, and what fans want is as many relevant games as possible says the chief executive of the European Club Association, Charlie Marshall, the group that lobbies on behalf of Europe's over 200 richest clubs. It is a very different ballgame when there is something at stake versus a meaningless summer friendly. The real question is whether we want to try engineering that competitive balance into a structure we have got or if we are open-minded enough to evolve to structures in order to deliver competitive balance, says Charlie Marshall. In other words, do we try to squash the successful teams down and boost the unsuccessful with heavy regulatory interventions? 
Or do we think about new structures, new formats, that will deliver more of the relevant games we want to see? One simple idea could be playoffs. If you look at the Premier League, for example, you have a contest at the top for the Title 1 for the European places and then another at the bottom. But what about the teams in between? Fans don't really care about the 2.5 million pounds that each place is worth and if their club finishes 8th or 9th. The Belgian and Greek leagues have moved to an end-of-season playoff systems and it is very popular in the US. The Champions League competition that has provided so much rocket fuel that has allowed the elite to distance themselves from the field resumed after the COVID-19 break with a new motus that created a lot of excitement, a future Final 8 Champions League format. Although all of the remaining teams were from Europe's five richest leagues, the final tournament had quite some upsets and the outsiders from Bergamo, Lyon and Leipzig all won against bigger clubs. The tournament has received a lot of positive reactions and might be an inspiration for a broader reform of Europe's biggest football competitions. Are you not entertained? Was the question posed by Gladiator, another film about sporting contests with just enough uncertainty to keep fans guessing? For football fans, the answer appears to be yes, but only if the barbarians get to win a battle of Carthage every now and again.